0: All right, so uh, here in just a little bit, uh, we'll be looking at the Great Commission. The Great Commission, Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20, the Great Commission. Um, So if you want to go ahead and turn to that, you can. Jesus' last words here on earth. Uh, We'll be looking at, at that shortly, so... As you're flipping, uh, can you remember back to the first Sunday of 2024? It wasn't that long ago. And hey, it took forever to get through January, but this is the last Sunday of February. Who feels like this month has just flown by? Yeah. Uh, Hey, March is coming up. I love college basketball, especially. March madness. Oh, man, I am ready, and I hope my blood pressure is ready. (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, going back to that first Sunday in January, I think it was my dad's birthday, January 7th, uh, that day. But, um, you know, we we were starting out the to-do series. Maybe you remember that series. And I challenged the church after that first sermon to do something, and it started with the letter G, do you know what it was? No, it wasn't give. Grow. It was grow. We need to grow. I challenge Tony Brook to grow. Um, but hopefully through this message today, what I'm going to be preaching on today, uh, you'll find out some ways for us to accomplish that. Uh, ways to grow. Anyway, uh, today we, we come together to reflect on the importance of of getting the name of the church, Stony Brook Christian Church, out there, out into the community. Not for the sake of popularity or, or, reconi- or recognition even, uh, but for the sole purpose of spreading the gospel message both far and wide. As we dive into this sermon or this topic today, let us be reminded that Our primary mission is to make disciples of all nations. That's our mission. To make disciples of all nations. We need to invite others to experience the transformative power of our Savior, Jesus Christ. We need to do what? What do we need to do? Invite. Invite. So let's go ahead and uh, let me share today's big idea with you. Uh, It's through intentional efforts and a passion for sharing the good news, a.k.a. the gospel, we can effectively market the church and bring glory to God. Let me read that once more. Through intentional efforts and a passion for sharing the good news, a.k.a. the gospel, We can effectively market the church and bring glory to God. So yeah, today we're going to be looking at four different ways that we can do this. Uh, So to get started this morning, let's look at the first one. We need to embrace a heart for evangelism. Let's embrace a heart for evangelism. I think a lot of us know what the word evangelism means, but I thought I would just share it this morning. So here is how the Oxford Dictionary defines it. Evangelism. The spreading of the Christian gospel by public preaching or personal witness. The spreading of the Christian gospel by public preaching or personal witness. Evangelism. It's a calling that resonates deep within the core of our faith. And it aligns closely with the very mission that Jesus entrusted to his disciples, to his followers before leaving earth and ascending back to heaven or to his father. I had you turn to the Great Commission just a little bit ago. So let's take a look at that. Uh, Matthew chapter 28 uh, verses 19 and 20. You know, to embrace a heart of or or for evangelism is to understand the urgency and also the importance of spreading the good news of Jesus to all corners, every single corner of the earth. It is a recognition that salvation is not uh, exclusive, but inclusive. It's not exclusive, but inclusive inclusive, that the love of God is meant for every single soul, regardless of things like race, regardless of things like their background, how much money they have, or even their circumstance, where they are in this life. You know, as followers of Jesus, we are called to be ambassadors of his love, of his grace, of his mercy. We need to actively share his message of hope and redemption with every single person that we cross paths with. That's not always easy, but that's what we are called to do. And my friends, that's everywhere. You know, not just here at the church building or on our campus. It's everywhere. Wherever we find ourselves, that's where we need to share the message, the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether it's at home, that's a good place to start. Whether it's at work, whether it's at school, whether it's at a grocery store or a restaurant. You know, several weeks ago, I challenged you as you went to lunch that particular day to to see if there was anything that the waiter or the waitress needed prayer for. Maybe you did it. Maybe you didn't. But I know my particular family, we went to Applebee's for lunch that day. And when I asked the waitress, hey, is there anything that you need prayer for? I said, we're about to pray for our food. And just a reaction. It was something. Erin had an experience yesterday. I had, uh, where did she go? Burger King. Yeah, where she got up to the drive through window and she asked the person there, Is there anything that I can pray for you for? Just the reactions that you'll get. That person needed prayer for today. Whatever was going on today, we don't know. But that person needed prayer for today. But wherever you find yourself, that's where we need to bring Jesus to and share the gospel, share the message. Evangelism is not merely a a task uh, re- relegated to myself or, or Seth, as uh, the ministers here, to our elders. You know, it's not relegated to us, but it's, it's not relegated even to missionaries. Just missionaries who literally go into the mission field overseas, places like that. But friends, it's a collective responsibility to share the message of every single believer. Each one of us has a, a unique sphere of, of influence. We have a network of relationships. We have opportunities to share the gospel message. Like I said, wherever we find ourselves, we have the opportunity. You know just a little while ago Seth talked about this this year, 2024, C C Y C. Uh, You know, C.C. has always had a mission-minded slogan or phrase, quoting it, around the corner, around the world. Around the corner, around the world. And we should apply that very phrase to us, sharing Jesus' message, sharing the gospel message. We need to do it here, like in Wilson and surrounding areas, around the corner. But we also need to take it to the world whether it's through our words, through our actions, or even our testimony, things that we have been through, we have the privilege and the duty to point others to the saving grace, I mentioned this last week, only found in Jesus. Only found in Jesus. As we embrace a heart for evangelism, Let us be mindful of the example set forth by Jesus himself during his earthly ministry. During his three-year earthly ministry, Jesus dined with sinners, with tax collectors, prostitutes. Jesus dined with them. He healed the sick and he extended compassion to those who, that were pushed to the margins of society and those who are rendered powerless. He spent time with them. Jesus met people right where they were, addressing their deepest needs. And he offered the gift of everlasting life. He talked about the kingdom that he was building. Likewise, fast forwarding to today, February 25th, 2024, our evangelism efforts should be marked likewise by love, by humility, and just genuine concern for the spiritual well-being of others. Man, last week I talked about two different places. Two different realms There are going to be a reality for all people. When they die, or when Jesus comes back. They're real. Heaven and hell, they're real. There's a lot of people right now that hell is a reality for them. That's how it is. They don't know Jesus' message. Maybe they chose not to know Jesus' message. But it's up to us, with all people, to show love, humility, and just have genuine concern for these folks. Embracing a heart for evangelism requires boldness, and it requires courage especially in a world that often rejects the message or anything to do with Jesus. So let me ask you, do you have courage? Do you have boldness? It's easy to say yes to those questions here in church. But think about when you're not here. Do you have boldness? Do you have Courage. The apostle Paul exhorted his young disciple Timothy in Timothy or Second Timothy, chapter four and verse five. He said, "Do the work of an evangelism." He told him, "Fulfill your ministry. Do the work of a, of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Search your heart today." Like I said, it's easy to say yes to questions while we're here. Are you bold? Do you have the courage to do what it takes out there? We are called to proclaim the gospel boldly, trusting in the power of God's Holy Spirit to convict hearts and also transform lives. Let's embrace his heart to win the loss with zeal and also with passion. Let's heed the call of the Great Commission, Jesus' last earthly message to us as he was ascending to go forth into the world. Like I said, right here, around the corner, and out into the world. You know, I'm sure all of us at one time or another— has bared witness to the love and also the truth of Jesus Christ. You know, that's what we need to take with us when we evangelize through action or through word. When we do this, may we trust in God's provision, knowing that he, talking about God, goes before us and that his spirit empowers us us for the task that is at hand. May our lives be living testimony to the transformative power of the gospel. Drawing others into the light of Christ's salvation. Salvation only comes through him. And this is just one way to get the name of our church out there and to market the gospel. Another way is number two. Utilize various outreach channels. That's what we need to do. Utilize various outreach channels. We live in the 21st century. It's crucial that we do this. Use whatever kind of resources we have. You know, in Paul's letter to the church in Rome, in Romans chapter 10 and, and verse 14, he, he wrote this. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? This verse, this passage, it encapsulates the essence of our mission to ensure that the message of of salvation reaches every single ear and every single heart utilizing various outreach channels allows us to cast a wide net reaching individuals from different or diverse backgrounds and circumstances and inviting them into a life transforming relationship with jesus one of the most powerful outreach channels available To us, whether you like it or you don't, is the internet and social media platforms. You know, I've always wondered, what if Paul, who I like to call the greatest of all time, the goat, when it comes to being a missionary? And we know how many churches and people Paul reached. Can you imagine if he had social media? (laughs) He didn't even have a phone. (laughs) But think about that. In this digital age that we find ourselves in, countless numbers of people spend hours and hours each day doing this. Aaron loves the way that my dad unlocks his phone. He's like this. He really gets into it. To play solitaire or listen to doo-wop music, I don't know. Um, But uh, anyway, that made me laugh. (laughs) But uh, people spend hours and hours scrolling through their social media feeds searching for connection, searching for inspiration and meaning to this life (laughs) on these things. You know, uh, just two Saturdays ago, Erin and I went to Greenville uh, to have dinner with her family. We were at a restaurant, and two ladies came in, sat down, and uh, the whole time, like many of us at our table, noticed that they were just looking at their phones the entire time, not speaking to each other, not anything. Just looking at their phones and maybe getting a bite in from minute to minute. But they probably would have been better off just having a, a one-seat table, just sitting there, looking at their phones and eating. It's crazy. But like I said, we are in this digital age. You know, by leveraging platforms such as, they're going to be up here on the screen, Facebook, Instagram, X, a.k.a. Twitter, TikTok, TikTok, Snapchat, and also YouTube. We have the opportunity to share uplifting content, inspirational messages, and testimonies of God's faithfulness with a global audience. Some of you may, you know, be on some of these platforms. Some of you may not be on any of these platforms, and that's okay. But if you are, you have a global audience to get a good message of Jesus out there for your followers, and depending on your privacy settings, to the world to see. Again, what if the Apostle Paul had all of this in the palm of his hand? like most of us have today what would be different could he reach more people like i said he's the goat <laughs> you know in addition to social media we can also utilize traditional traditional outreach methods such as community events door to door evangelism man that sounds familiar Um, I'll talk about that shortly, and outreach programs in partnership with local organizations here in the Wilson area. These avenues provide opportunities for face-to-face interaction, personal connection, and genuine engagement with individuals in our neighborhoods and also our community here in Wilson. Some of these things are happening right now. You know, Seth, Aaron, and I have gone door to door in two phases in this neighborhood right here behind the church building. I think we've gone to 35 or so houses so far. We introduce ourselves. We tell the neighbors here about the church, about Celebrate Recovery on Wednesday nights, we give out homemade cookies. Thank you, Cookie Patrol. <laughs> I point at Evie because she heads it up. Um, but we talk to them. We talk to our neighbors. We also want people to be aware of who we are and where we are. You know, it's sad that there are some people in this country who live close to church buildings. And they don't know anything about the church. That's one of the reasons, yeah, we want to introduce ourselves and get out there. Because I'm sure maybe in these other sections that we haven't hit up yet, there are some people that do not know that we exist. Let that sink in. You know, maybe going to door, uh, door to door is not your thing. (laughs) Uh, You know, I was talking to Dean Owens Friday before last. You know, most of you know Dean. I mean, he was here preaching just a few weeks ago. But anyway, Dean told me that he was excited to hear about the efforts of us trying to reach our neighbors back here in, in this back neighborhood. But he said, you know, going door to door like that is not everyone's thing. (laughs) Uh, But he said that if some of you, the Stony Brook congregation, maybe it's not your thing to go door to door. But what really touched me when he said this is maybe the next time that we go out, there can be some congregants, some members of Stony Brook. You might be willing to come out to the church building as we're out there in the neighborhood and just pray. Pray for what's happening. Pray for the interactions. Pray for the people that we're meeting. Pray that God or spirit will stir in them something to come check out our church because maybe they don't have one. Or maybe if they do, I don't know, maybe they'll be led here. I don't know. But Dean gave me that idea. (laughs) Maybe, you know, whatever day we we decide to to go out and do phase three, which will be soon. Maybe you can't come out that particular day. But hey, maybe you say, Lance, I'll pray for you. Just let me know the time. And I'll pray for y'all's effort. And let me just challenge you not to be distracted by anything during that time. Just pray. If you can't physically come out to the church, pray. And I'll, I'll do a good job of letting you know when Phase three is going to happen. Aaron and I rode through it this morning. There's 40 doors, 40 doors. So this is our biggest one yet. So be thinking about that. Maybe you can join us in prayer. Also, uh, we have organizations and we have nonprofits that meet here at our church building all the time. You know, just some examples. We have the Lions Club and we have the Golden, Golden Circle Optimist Club. I believe both of those organizations met here at our church this past week. Optimus Club had a meeting yesterday out here where a bunch of clubs met together. And the Lions Club met here this past Thursday. Also, we have the Red Cross that meets here monthly. You know, Stony Brook, we, we have partnered with these organizations, giving them a space that they can meet. You know, we must not overlook the power of personal relationships and even word-of-mouth marketing and spreading the gospel message But as members of the body of Christ, each one of us has a unique sphere of influence. You know, I'm pretty sure that all of us have family, family members. We have friends. We have (coughs) co-workers, classmates. We have neighbors. You know, these people might be uh, searching for spiritual truth and also meaning in their lives. By intentionally investing in, in these relationships and sharing our faith with others, we become vessels through which God's love and grace can flow freely. You know, let me remind you too of the Blessed series that we've done since, since my arrival. You know, do you remember the neighborhood map with the eight boxes? You know, that series... I don't know about you, but it gave me ideas on how we can spread the gospel and just simply show people Jesus. I will tell you probably in the next weeks to come, uh, something that I personally got from the Next Level conference down in Georgia a few weeks ago. Um, you know, during the Blessed series, we had the eight boxes in the neighborhood map. But something they really push down in Savannah, Compassion Christian Church, is who is your one? They have little business cards made up with a blank. Who is your one? Uh, I think that's something that I'm going to bring here. Yeah, it's great to have the eight. But maybe at times we need to concentrate on the one. Cam Hutford, the minister down there, he's about to retire this year. But he said there was nothing better of all the baptisms that that man has done in his life. When you get the one in the water, man, that's a biggie. So be thinking about who is your one? Who is your one? Um, But hey, here at Stony Brook, uh, we can consider hosting special events even. Uh, Workshops or seminars that address relevant topics and issues facing our community. We can host maybe a marriage seminar, a financial literacy, literacy workshop like Financial Peace University, Dave Ramsey. Or maybe even host a parenting conference. You know, I think the church has done some of these things in the past. But, uh, but these events provide opportunities to build relationships, to offer practical help, and, and to share the timeless truths of Scripture in a relevant and an accessible way. These are good ideas, right? Good ideas for us as a church. You know, I know a lot of you, your kids are grown and they have families of their own now. But could you imagine raising your kids in this day and age? <laughs> I got some laughs. Um <laughs> Maybe a parenting seminar or conference would be a good thing for the church to host. You know, let me tell you, coming from nearly 20 years of, of youth ministry, let me tell you, parents have questions. Sometimes parents run on E. They struggle. And I know we do have folks with kids living still in their house today, here in this room even. And maybe that's the way you feel. Raising kids in today's world. But it's just something for us to think about. But friends, let us commit ourselves to utilizing various outreach channels in our mission to spread the gospel and to also get the name of Stony Brook Christian Church. Out there, Whether it's through social media, whether it's through community events, personal relationships, or even special programs, let us be intentional and creative in our efforts to reach the lost and point them to the hope only found in Jesus. Let's trust the Holy Spirit, knowing that he, the Spirit, is going to help us and he's going to be working through all of this. Whatever we do, the Spirit's going to be there. All right, so we're halfway there. Let's look at the third way that we can get the name of Stony Brook out there and also market the gospel. We need to, like I said, number three, cultivate a welcoming and inv- an inviting environment. Cultivate a welcoming and inviting environment. You know, I think this church does a good job, a great job doing this. You know, could we fix a few things? Yeah, possibly. But let me tell you, Stony Brook, you do a good job of welcoming people and, and, and um, just inviting people in. For example, you know, this past Sunday, Gary here, Gary, Gary's been here three weeks, man. I'm glad we haven't scared you off. <laughs> no, I'm just messing. Um, but Gary here, man, he, he, he spoke words from his heart last Sunday at the end of worship and just spoke to you about you know, how he felt welcome coming to this church. That's awesome, especially from the preacher uh, to hear. But like I said, you do a good job, Brook. Let's keep it up. Let's keep it up. I'm not really going to spend a lot of time on this particular point, but uh, let me share with you a scripture passage. And I feel like we have looked at this particular passage a lot, uh, probably at least three times this new calendar year. Uh, But it's Hebrews chapter 10, in verses uh, 24 and 25, is what the Hebrew writer says. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meaning together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. You know, creating a welcoming atmosphere within our church is, is more than just Offering a friendly smile, a hug. Man, let me just say, I've missed hugging several of you today. But I'm trying to keep my germs to myself. Nothing against you. Hopefully Wednesday night things will be back to normal. So uh, just remember that. Uh, or a warm handshake. Right now i got to fist bump you. <laughs> but it's more than that, isn't it? It's about embodying the love of Christ, of Jesus, in every single interaction, fostering genuine connections, and just making everyone just feel valued and making everyone feel accepted. When visitors and newcomers step through our doors back there in the lobby, they should encounter an environment that reflects the hospitality and the grace of Jesus Christ. Like I said, Stony Brook, y'all do a pretty daggone good job. Um, Aaron Aaron, and I, uh, you know, like I said, we, we went down to, uh, and Seth, we, we went down to the Next Level Conference at Compassion Christian Church, former Savannah Christian Church uh, down in Savannah, uh, you know, and, and we learned something that maybe we can do here at Stony Brook. Uh, you're familiar with pool noodles, right? Know what I'm talking about? Long things about this big, about this wide, um, different colors, that sort of thing. But check this out. <laughs> this is outside in their little courtyard space going into their main building. And we saw like 10 to 15 people holding pool noodles of various colors. I wish I had a broader shot of it. Um, I struggled to get these three. But, um, and at the time, I was like, man, that's silly, Lance. You don't need to take a picture. Man, I wish I took a picture. But um, but it was just welcoming and inviting that you saw people holding signs like the guy here in the middle. And you saw people holding pool noodles. I can't imagine what it would be like for people driving up and down Airport Boulevard to see Sturdy Brook folks out here holding pool noodles. First thought because I, I was in student ministry for a long time, they love to smack other kids with those. So, <coughs> excuse me. But that's a cool idea. Taking it outside the box. But uh, but hey, here at Stony Brook, it looks like we've been missing out. <laughs> so, but let us continue to committing ourselves to cultivating and welcoming And just having uh, an inviting environment within our church and and throughout Wilson. You know, may we embody the, the love of Jesus in all that we do. Extending hospitality, fostering genuine connections, and just creating a space for people to encounter God's grace and God's truth. You know, as we welcome folks with open arms, may they find a home amongst us. A place where they can belong. A place where they can grow and experience the fullness of life not only, that we can find only through Jesus Christ. Hey, there's one more thing. One more thing that we can do. And I think we do a good job at this one too, but we need to uh, live lives that reflect Christ. Live lives that reflect Christ. When we market Stony Brook, you know, when we put our name out there, and when we shine the light of Jesus here in the Wilson community, it is imperative, it is very important that we live lives that reflect Jesus. Say Jesus in every single aspect. I mean, that should be a given in every little thing that we do, even, and definitely in the big things, but in the little thing, we should live lives that reflect Jesus Christ. Let's look at 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 12. Peter writes there, "Live such good lives amongst the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day that he visits us." You know, living lives that reflect Christ is more than just, excuse me, a a set of behaviors or outward actions. It's more than that. It's a reflection of the inner transformation that occurs when we surrender, truly surrender our lives to Him. It is about allowing the character of Christ to spread through every facet of our being, influencing our thoughts, Influencing our words, our actions in such a way that we become living testimonies, if you will, of his grace and also his love. You know, one of the most powerful ways we reflect Christ is through our attitudes and our responses to the challenges and the trials that life throws at us. In the midst of adversity, of hardship and suffering, our faith is put on display for all to see. Let me tell you, sometimes it's hard to really worship God when things are going wrong. Health, family, work. I've talked with people. I know they struggle. Even with Christians, sometimes, man, we feel that God is a long ways off. But let me remind you, God is still there. I had this talk with, with someone recently. God is still there. You know, sometimes as, as, as humans, uh, I said, we, we feel like he's a long ways off. But God is still there in the good times and the bad and the thick and my friends also in the thin. In the bad times of our lives, when we respond with patience, with perseverance, and unwavering trust, we bear witness to the sustaining power of God's grace in our lives. Living lives that reflect Christ means embodying the fruits of the Spirit, the love, the joys, the patience, the kindness, goodness, patience, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, all of those. It's about treating others with kindness and compassion, extending grace and forgiveness, and also demonstrating humility and servant-heartedness in all of our interactions. In every little and big thing we do, we need to do this. You know, our relationships too, they provide a a powerful platform for reflecting Christ's to reflect Jesus in this world. Whether in, our, in, whether in our families, in our workplaces, at school, or communities, the ball field, wherever we find ourselves. We have the opportunity to model the sacrificial love and unity found within the body of Christ. When we prioritize reconciliation, forgiveness, and also unity We demonstrate the transformative power of the gospel and invite others into the redeeming community of believers. You know, living lives that reflect Jesus involves actively engaging in acts of service and compassion towards those that need it. Towards those in need. You know, when I think about this, I think about Operation Christmas Child that this church has been a part of for years and years. And we thank Chuck and Kathy Andrews For taking the lead on that. You know, we collect and we turn in donations for Hope Station once a month. And like I said, that Sunday is a week from today. Also, there's a group of six or seven of you that are going to start going to the soup kitchen. One Tuesday, one Tuesday a month. And that starts next week. And maybe there's some more of you that want to help out with that. If so, talk to my friend Dick Coffey. But that's the second Tuesday of every month from like 9 to 12. You know, Jesus set the example for us to serve. From washing his disciples' feet to ultimately laying down his life for the sake of others. We do a lot, Stony Brook, but what else can we do? Let's commit ourselves to living lives that reflect Christ in every aspect. May may we be known not only but what we say, but also how we live. We need to bear witness to the transformative power of the gospel through our attitudes, through our actions. And also the relationships that we have with folks. As we reflect the light of Christ in our lives, may others be drawn to him. It's just a magnet. It sucks them right in. May others be drawn to him, glorifying God and experiencing the abundant life found in his son, Jesus. You're wrapping up this morning. You know, as we reflect on the importance of getting our church's name out there and spreading the gospel message, let us remember that our ultimate goal, our mission, is not merely to attract attention or grow our numbers, but yeah, those things would be nice. But our goal, our mission, is to make disciples here in Wilson and out into the world. Remembering what Jesus, or let let me rephrase that. Remember what Jesus instructed us to do in his last words before departing this earth. You know, we are called to be salt and light in a world that is searching for hope and truth, pointing others to the changing power, the transformative power of Jesus—that's what we are called to do: to be that salt and light, and to push people towards Jesus. As we embrace a heart of or for evangelism, as we uh, utilize various outreach channels, we talked about that today. As we cultivate a welcome, a welcome and invi- inviting environment, and, and live lives that reflect Christ. May we do so with humility. May we do so with love. And may we do so with unwavering commitment. You know, I said this earlier. Let's be bold. Let's have the courage that it truly takes. Let us trust that the Holy Spirit is working. Working through us to draw hearts to draw others to God. May Stony Brook Christian Church be a beacon of hope and a sanctuary of grace. May it be a place where the weary find rest, the broken find healing, and the lost find a home, all in the name of Jesus. Let's pray. God, we love you. We just thank you so much for uh, this message today. God, I, I really, true, I needed to hear it. I'm, I'm glad you gave me this thought this week. Um, but I think all of us need to hear it. I think if a survey was done uh, with the majority of us, we would think we, would, we were doing a good job. But God, I, I, I think we can do some more. We can do better. We can really step it up and get out there. To get our church name out there, but most importantly, to market the gospel and to win the loss. Help us with that this week. Let us build on that every day, every week to come. I need help, and I'm sure my friends here, they need help too. Just watch over us and be with us. I pray this in your name. Amen. Hey, uh, we're about to leave this place, but may we carry with us the words of Jesus who said in Matthew chapter 5, 14-16, Jesus said, You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. May the light of Christ shine brightly through what we do here. I've said many times or or, or I feel like that we have done a, a good job, but what else can we do more of? Or what can we do better here at Stony Brook? I'm sure there's something. You know, it all starts with a genuine relationship with Jesus, with God. So if you need to uh, talk to somebody about the steps of what it takes to to be a Christ follower, we're about to sing a, a closing song here very soon. Come talk to me. Come talk to me about that, how how to get that relationship with Jesus. And also, if you need prayer for anything, please come talk to me, too. Let's stand together. And uh, if you need to talk to me, please don't hesitate to come down and come forward. But uh, let's stand and uh, let's sing this last song.